Hi, and welcome to Soul Powerful Parables, stories of rhyme, reason, and God's truth. I'm your host, Dana Buck. Thanks for listening. And if you like the story, please consider subscribing and give us a five-star rating where you enjoy your podcasts. It really helps us. We'd also love to hear from you, so contact us on Facebook at Soul Powerful Parables. Now, settle in, and let's have a story. The Gator in the Garden, a So Powerful Parable by Dana Buck. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. Ephesians 5, verse 6. This parable is a reminder to be careful in the relationships we make and the alliances we build. The Gator in the Garden, a so powerful parable by Dana Buck. Once upon a sunny day, as wrens and robins call, a woman with a gardening pail, straw hat and parasol, descends a dusty, well-walked path that leads from her back door past the barn, the water trough, and chickens by the score. To where the land is moist and rich along the water's edge, bordering the bayou on a flat and fertile ledge. There, in perfect, well-laid rows as green as Irish spring, her garden stretches left and right, a joyous, growing thing. Setting down her bucket and taking up her trusty trowel, she paused in mid-maneuver. On her face, she wears a scowl. For as she scanned the garden, a catastrophe is viewed. Her carrots, lettuce, celery have been nibbled on and chewed. Suddenly, this perfect morn is not so bright and sunny. She cries in her frustration, Oh, you blasted little bunnies! Season after season, like the sunrise without fail, she's battled a contingent of voracious cottontails. Safeguarding her vegetables, she mounted a defense, putting up a scarecrow and a chicken wire fence. They deftly bounded over, the impediment refused, and as for Mr. Scarecrow, they had eaten both his shoes. And when she'd built it higher to frustrate a hopping thief, they'd simply done what bunnies do and burrowed underneath. Every last endeavor to prohibit or defend just melted into failure, and her wits were at their end. I need some force or strategy to break their thieving habits. I'd sell my soul to find a way to finally stop these rabbits. And as that cry hung in the air, a funny thing occurred when by an ancient cypress tree an answering voice was heard. Why, madam, I commiserate, admire your resistance. I trust it's not too forward if I offer my assistance. Turning toward that gnarled tree, she saw no form or face until she dropped her searching gaze where roots surround the base. 
There she saw to her surprise this wry communicator was a rather large and scary looking alligator. Startled to her very core, she fought to reconcile this helpful proposition from a dangerous reptile. Madam, said the alligator, I know what you're thinking. Have I braved the sun too long? Is my cognition shrinking? I hastily assure you all is well within your mind. It's those pesky little rabbits, sneaky, greedy, and unkind. You need a potent, active, and adept collaborator. And well, here I am, asserts the urbane alligator. Never mind the obvious phenomenon of speech coming from this wooing crocodilian on the beach. Even more amazing, I can't help but be a scoffer. The woman now is weighing and considering his offer. How exactly would you do it? Keep the cottontails at bay. Stop the little bandits from their dinnertime forays. And what's your compensation? Asked this keen negotiator. I scarce believe that you're a philanthropic alligator. Madam, you are priceless. I am tickled and impressed. Nothing is beyond your wit or wisdom, I confess. The proof is in the pudding, as they say, that is the key. And all that really matters is your plot is rabbit-free. Details are a bother and a mental agitator. So below your station, said the chatty alligator. I'll fulfill the bargain, don't you fret, my little dumpling. And as for compensation, well, I'm sure I'll think of something. Judging her expression to be moving towards consent, he said, I've just a trifling small provision to present. Of course I'll need admittance to the segments of your farm, a hen house, stable, pens, corral, the duck pond, and the barn. Anywhere those little bunnies may withdraw or burrow. Not for my sake, mind you, I'm just trying to be thorough. Never one to dawdle or be called procrastinator, the woman gave an eager answer to the alligator. I believe your anti-rabbit game plan has appeal, and so, my crocodilian friend, I think we have a deal. I'm sure you'll understand if we don't seal it with a shake. Not that I don't trust you or think liberties you'd take. Not at all, fine lady. Your good sense could not be greater. And so, ta-ta for now, said the departing alligator. Days roll off the calendar and time goes neatly by. The woman checks her garden neath a clear and sunny sky. Everything's in order. Not a leaf is out of place. The produce is maturing at a right and rapid pace. Corn and beets and peas and squash, potatoes, herbs and mints all emerge from fertile ground, quite free of rabbit prints. Ha! She cried ecstatic. That'll teach those little raiders. No amount of bunnies are a match for alligators. Pleased with the arrangement to control the little pests, she wanders to the hen house, time to gather from the nests. Huh, she said confounded. Where did all the chickens go? Maybe to the duck pond or the pasture down below? 
Strolling to the pond, the sight bewildered, and it caught her. She saw no ducks or geese, but just some feathers on the water. Bothered by this venue with no swimming fowl afloat, she hurries to the meadow where she keeps her sheep and goats. Scattered fleece and damaged bells lie strewn upon the ground. Though she searched the grassy field, no sheep or goats were found. Misgivings soon occur to her, they fill her with alarm. Off she races to inspect the balance of her farm. No piggies in the pigsty and no cows within their stalls. Her faithful dog won't come to her no matter how she calls. Even where the songbirds usually populate the trees resonates a silence carried heavy on the breeze. Back she rushes quickly to her garden by the lake. What she sees beneath the trees brings on a double take. The fate of all her animals? She has an indicator when she spies the fat, rotund, and well-fed alligator. Moving to confront the beast, she shouts, where is my stock? Chickens, pigs, the goats, the sheep, the barnyard herds and flocks. Every foal and calf and chick and piglet, lamb and kid. Oh, please don't tell me that you managed what I think you did. Lying on his swollen belly, bloated, near obscene, the alligator comments, why, I don't know what you mean. Don't play coy with me, she shouts. You fooled me, you're a con. Promising to help and now my animals are gone. You fraud, you cheat, you swindler, you monstrosity, she cried. Deluding and deceiving, you bamboozled me, you lied. Branded as a scoundrel, an agreement violator, he became an outraged and indignant alligator. Madam, I am overwrought. You've cut me to the quick. I am not some charlatan performing pranks or tricks. My rabbit-ridding services were just as advertised. And as for who or what I am, that never was disguised. How can you cry rascal, villain, miscreant, or traitor? when after all you knew you'd made a bargain with a gator. You should have been more thorough, more attentive and suspicious. And as for all your animals, well, they were quite delicious. Shoulders slumped in disbelief, the woman turned to leave, walking the impoverished, barren path of the deceived. With her world in tatters and her heart an empty crater, she will long regret her choice to trust an alligator. No fine diamond ever came from shaping rough basalt. No fresh water ever flowed from springs discharging salt. Trees that render bitter seeds unfailingly declare the fruit that is its nature is the fruit that it will bear. Unintended consequences manifest and harden when we foolishly invite a gator to our garden. The Gator in the Garden is a parable designed to illustrate the teachings of Jesus found in Luke chapter 6, 
verse 43 through 45. In this passage, Jesus says, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. He goes on to say that people do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. What is Jesus' purpose in illustrating this impossible harvest? In verse 45, he makes his point. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. We are as foolish as the woman in our story if we think we can somehow bring about good by embracing evil. It's as old as the story of Eve and the serpent. Fruit plucked from a bitter tree will always be bitter. And no amount of good faith bargaining with an alligator will change its basic nature. No doubt, as Christians, we live in a broken world and we must navigate that brokenness every day. But we can commit ourselves to seek the wisdom of God and examine the fruit before we align, embrace, endorse, or commit ourselves to something or someone. When we fail to do that, we may just be inviting the gator into our garden. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. The Gator in the Garden was written and narrated by Dana Buck. Devotional Thoughts were narrated by Kim Pratt, and this episode was produced by Beneath Blue Skies Productions. So Powerful Parables is a ministry of So Powerful, a nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering women and girls and combating extreme poverty in the African country of Zambia. To find out more, visit our website at sopowerful.org. Also, check out our books, So Powerful Parables and We Are So Powerful, both available on Amazon. All proceeds from the sale of these books go to support the work of our ministry. And finally, check out our other podcast, The So Powerful Podcast, featuring interviews with those who have been touched by this special organization. Until next time, May your life always be filled with beautiful rhymes.